Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Before we dive into the weird pool that is this newest edition of AI, we want to let you know that this is a Hollerback episode. Hollerback episodes are bonus content taken from the original conversation and sent over to Patreon. Hence, a Hollerback to the show. This is a great conversation with an up-and-coming podcast that's going to take the weird world by storm. And in the bonus, our boy Ryan starts dropping some mind-melting ideas and questions. So if you just got to have more, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Appalachian underscore intelligence. Join the family, become kinfolk, choose from three different tiers with a lot of cool stuff, including bonus content like these Holler Back episodes, AI stickers, voting on the topics we cover, and sitting down with AI guys for a monthly powwow. Now, let's get into this week's episode, The Weird Awaits. Hey there, Hill Folk, and welcome back to Appalachian Intelligence. We're extremely grateful that y'all can join us here again for another week, for another episode uh, with you, per the usual, your hosts, Justin, Ryan, and Lance. Ryan, Lance. How you boys doing tonight? Flipping fantastic, as usual. Doing just pretty good, savage. Oh, I'm doing <laughs> great. Been a great day. I'm excited to get into some conversation tonight. Just pretty good. Just pretty good. <clears throat> uh, before we jump in here and get started, we want to mention one thing. You know, we always uh, shout out a five-star review. Uh, before we get going, because we so appreciate those five-star reviews that that y'all seeing. It helps us out tremendously. It helps the algorithm. It helps people find us when they're looking for the weird. Uh, we jump up there, you know, toward the top whenever that happens. So we appreciate those. So we always try to shout those out when we get them. But before we do that, we just want to let everybody out there know we finally have a Patreon going. So if you want to go check that out, it's patreon.com backslash Appalachian underscore intelligence. Uh, we got a few tiers on there, different things going on. A um, lot of cool stuff will be coming onto there. Uh, we'll add stuff as it goes along. So if you're interested, go check that out. Um, 
again, don't feel forced or pressured to, but, uh, you know, eventually we want to, we want to be able to do this full time. I think that's all of our dreams because it's, uh, you know, we have a blast with it. So if you do feel led, please go on there, check out what we have to offer and, uh, subscribe, send a little of that money over our way and we'll grow and grow and grow it even bigger than what it is. Um, yeah. we, need to get, we, we need those uh, sure microphones. So I stop sounding like a fat guy. Bean still thinks <laughs> I sound like a fat guy. So <laughs> yeah, I'm husky at best. Okay. Speaking of our past guest Bean, he, I think I'm about, I'm almost positive. He just did an interview with our boy, Bo Kennedy at the bump podcast. I think that episode is going to drop Wednesday. So you guys go over there, show Bo some love, show uh, a loyal Hill Folk member Bean some love, and uh, go check that out when it drops on Wednesday too. Uh, Our most, well, not our most recent, but one of our five-star reviews of the one we're going to read this week. This comes from Podcaster817. It says, fantastic, five stars. Heard you guys on Tony's show and immediately liked listening to you. New favorite show right here. So, Podcaster 817, we appreciate that so much. Um, if this is your new favorite show, there may be something a little off with you. You may need to see a doctor. This is what your favorite show is. We all apologize. He came over from Tony, huh? Yeah. This I is mean, their new favorite show. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, that, but I don't know if it's both. I don't know. You can't tell. But, um, also, Justin, before we go introducing or anything like that, I want to say we are, I've been looking into merchandise, but honestly, it's really hard to find it to where we can get it affordable for our fans. Yeah. Because the, the overhead on it is crazy. So, yeah, that's, everywhere that's the main looked. thing right now. We are working on merch, but we're trying to find the right people that we can do it and not charge all y'all out there an arm and a leg to buy a t-shirt. Cause that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, obviously if we're going to pay for it and have it made and do all these different things, we have to clear a little, but we don't want to, we don't want to charge an arm and a leg. So we are working on that as well. I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan. You're welcome. All right. We ready to go. Yes. Well, proceed. Fortunately for you, Hill folk. It's not just Justin, Ryan, and Lance you have to deal with tonight. Tonight, we have a couple guests. These guys, for the last several months, have been weaving their way through the weird world, conversing on cryptids and other creepy critters, microdosing the masses on miniature matters, prescribing pills of silver to the presuming population. The Brothers Blauk of the Silver Peeled Podcast. Harrison and Lowell. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Doing wonderful. That was a heck of an introduction. You do not that disappoint. Was, that was awesome. Beyond well, my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've been listening, you should have expected it. I mean, come on now. Let's uh let's don't get too far out there. <laughs> how long do you spend on those out of curiosity? Uh, just a few minutes. Sometimes I have to go check out synonyms for certain words to to add the alliteration to it. But uh, I'm I'm a writer at heart, really. I mean, so 
It doesn't take very long. You know, I'll check there's you guys this, out. There's so much BS in that brain. It just flows out <laughs> there like a <the> river. <laughs> yeah. in <the> spring. God, <laughs> true. You can tell a story on the spot. Don't let him fool you. That's <laughs> I have a I have a BS and BS. <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, we're super excited that you guys are on here tonight. Um, you know, I think you guys have have had the Silver Peel podcast going since about September of 21. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is it. Or 22, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, 22. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's 2023. I've, <laughs> I've been off. But, no, um, you know, I think pretty early on, and you, you guys became – um active on instagram and you know i noticed like you guys reacting to some of our stuff you know and i would i would check out silver peeled story and our episodes would be on there and i was like well i gotta go check these dudes out because they're showing us some love so i jumped in checked out a few episodes and instantly man i really enjoyed your dynamic i enjoyed the topics of conversation that you guys bring to the table I just I really enjoy your your perspectives and and your takes on certain things. And, you know, obviously, as a Christian, uh, you know, I try to look at a lot of these things. You know, I have a biblical worldview, but a lot of the things with the weird and the supernatural, you know, that's what I try to look at. Good Lord, Justin. The man well, has moved studios and the connection is worse than it's been. Yeah, he, oh, need, no. he he needs to go back to the living room studio there. I would assume oh. that he was going to go on a diatribe about his biblical worldview and how most of the things that both of us, our podcast, has been talking about. Um, a lot of times when you try to take what I would call a common Christian viewpoint that the masses would have, like a normal, just a normal, average, run-of-the-mill person who calls himself a Christian, you then begin to infiltrate things like Bigfoot and you infiltrate things like the supernatural, the paranormal. A lot of times they just kind of like don't want to talk about it. Right. It's just kind of one of those things where, oh, uh, it's, if he, God wanted us to know who told us about it or, you know, one of those type of reactions. Um, they don't really want to apply that lens to things in which we can't explain and comprehend. Um, but I, I know, knowing Justin well enough to know that. I think it's really important that we take that biblical worldview and apply it to the supernatural things because the Bible is full of supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, a guy died. You know, if we believe the Bible, we believe the guy died and came back, right? Yeah, I mean, he, exactly. he can cover all our sins, right? So there's so much supernatural stuff in scriptures that we think you, it, it, for me personally, it makes it a little easier to even believe some of this crazy stuff mm-hmm. because there is some crazy stuff in the Bible. Um, yes. That, that yes. happens. It's all that. Pretty much from the beginning of it, right? It's just a bunch of wild stories and a wild stuff that takes place. Um, that I think we have to, if you, if you're somebody who, of course, believes that way, well, it's easier if you can kind of put that worldview on things. It makes things, I think, for me personally, easy, a little more easily to explain. Hey, don't worry, bub. I picked up right where you were going. Yeah, he he Good. he said exactly what I knew you were going to say. <laughs> Good. It's better That's- coming from Lance too than me. That's why there's three of us. When one of us yeah. jumps out, the others pick it up. I don't, even know, on, that, on that, I don't even know how that happened. You see this white thing right here behind me? You see that? Yeah. That's the Wi-Fi extender, literally <laughs> three feet behind my head. Maybe you're too close. Yeah. 
it's like hopping over you. Yeah, you know, they say like living under a cell phone tower, you get the worst signal. As you're, in the eye, you're in the eye of the, of the storm there, right? Nothing going on inside the eye, but this is ridiculous. The only place on this property that I've found that does good is the corner of my living room, and I can't be there anymore. All right, I just can't. Kill me. He has 18 kids, so <laughs> it's it's hard to podcast with 18 kids. <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, four, but it's pretty close to 18. Yeah. God said go out and, you know, multiply. He didn't say you had to do it by yourself. Well, well <laughs> technically, technically, I only created two of those. Yeah. I'm adopting the other two. So, you know, I multiplied and then brought in as well <laughs> but while, while you were while you were gone there i want to hit on what lance said and you know where people that claim to be you know but not saying that they're not christians that people who claim christianity as their faith you know saying that if god would want us to know he would have told us well in that argument you could say well we know dinosaurs existed but the bible don't talk about it because the bible's a roadmap to heaven or back to god not a history of the world so yeah, for sure. I agree with that. That was kind what? of how Lowell and I wanted to attack it, too, was it wasn't so much that, you know, Christians can't believe in this stuff. It's almost like they don't want to. You know, Lowell's biggest question was always, and I think we've mentioned it many times in episodes, was what would the Western church say if a UFO landed on the White House lawn? Because they don't talk about this stuff. The Western church I won't say all of them, but very, very few and far between will touch anything like this. Yeah. Yet claim to believe in this supernatural book called the Bible. So Lowell and I, with that mindset, is kind of how we started the podcast. Let's look at this stuff. You know, no, we're not going to be able to explain it all. No one can, but it's fun to look at. And maybe there are breadcrumbs that we can pick up from the Bible in this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, I agree hundred percent. To me, it's 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 insane for someone to speak to a deity that they have never seen on a daily basis and put their faith and their life in the hands of this deity and then turn around and say that we're crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, what? Well, we are a little crazy. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I mean in that other way that <laughs> well no i agree i agree 100 i mean it's you know it's it's amazing to me and see that's the thing like if if you do look into these things if you understand and realize there's thousands and thousands and thousands of ufo reports out there there's there's hundreds of hundreds of people claiming to be abducted by something you know, there's all this stuff going on. So if so many people are saying it, they can't all be lying. Mm -hmm. If one of those is true, it blows the top off the whole paradigm. So when you say, okay, I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe in the Jesus Christ of the Bible. I believe that Jesus is who he says that he is. I believe the Bible to be inspired by the holy spirit of god so these things are all happening where can i find that biblically how can i look at this and explain this in a biblical 
way, you know, from a biblical worldview. And it's not that hard. I mean, that's the thing. It's really not that hard to do if you want to put forth the effort to do it. But like you guys said, the Western church, just it's easier, especially Protestantism. It's easier to say, nah, don't exist. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know Jesus casted out demons into a bunch of swine, and they went and, and jumped over a mountain because those swine were the same swine that they were going to use and sacrifice to all of their small G gods. To uh, but you know, now nah, forget that. That can't happen now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it, it's amazing to me that those things can happen. That Jesus can give the disciples the endow them with the power of the Holy Spirit and say, "You guys are going to perform works." and signs you guys are going to rid people of demons you guys are going to heal the lame but eh, that stuff it it don't exist today wasn't it in the book of john he said greater things we would do because Mm -hmm. of him Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. he raised the dead so yeah yeah and then i think if you want to flip the switch too why then is jesus like the cheat code in alien abductions you know why is it that 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 seems to be believers and non-believers seems to be the only thing that can stop what's going on with abductee experience or abduction experiencers well i have my theories on all of that um especially the more that i've been looking into this idea well it's it's not my idea you know there's been dozens of people before me that's came, you know, and, and maybe not always done it with a biblical worldview, but what they're explaining is the presence of these other entities that I believe are either fallen angels, Nephilim or demons. Now I'm not saying that these other Creatures can't exist. I'm not saying these that ultra terrestrials or extraterrestrials even can't exist, but I feel like there's a central intelligence in all of this. I feel like everything in the paranormal and the supernatural, no matter where you look, UFOs, you know, whatever terrestrial you want to look at it, whatever lens, cryptids, uh, poltergeist activity, ghosts demonic activity i feel like everything all of that has a centralized intelligence now obviously in, in a biblical world view you know we know that there's a spiritual war going on we know that there's an enemy out there and that enemy has an army what can these trickster entities what can they do you know what can they make you see yeah. i mean we were actually just talking a little bit about that before we came on here. Um, <laughs> when in our when we were talking to you guys on Instagram, we mentioned that maybe we would talk a little bit about um, the what was it, Lowell? What did you call it? The what the twenty and backs? Yeah, like or the, the, secret, like the space secret space program. program. That's what it was. Yeah. So Lowell and I recorded on Friday, and he kind of gave me a rundown of the whole. 20 20 and back secret space program and man it just there's so much to take in with that stuff 
there, there's a lot of information. I mean, he started it even with Roswell, which you guys did a great job on, by the way. I love, love listening to that, those Roswell episodes. But, Thank um, you. But I was like, man, this is almost, it's like information overload, but it all seems the same. I've heard all of these things before. The only thing I hadn't heard before was fighting an intergalactic battle for 20 years and then being put back unaged. Yeah. Age or age regressed. Turn the clocks turned back on you and you're put right back to where you you left. Yeah, so. when when you were abducted, so to speak. And the more I was thinking about it today, because we just we I've been on a dream kick lately. Like what are dreams? And I thought, man, that is the only time. That's like lost time, our dreams. And I could fall asleep for 30 minutes and live out a week long dream. And I wake up and it's been 30 minutes, but it seems so real. I thought, is that what is happening to these people? Is it an infiltration of the mind and not a physical thing? Not to say these people are lying. I don't believe that at all. I believe they experienced something, but did they physically go in a spaceship to the moon to fight an intergalactic war for 20 years, physically be brought back de-aged or whatever you said level and then went back to normal life i thought there's that is so hard for even me to believe it's it's got to be something in your subconscious something infiltrating that so it'd be like i can't explain the the reverse aging process but being put in a uh what stasis i guess you would say yeah like, what yeah. if the government is actually abducting these people? They have a treaty with these aliens. Like, you can use these guys. Yeah. And they're well, just off somewhere else. That's that's what I I found was supposedly, um, I think it was Eisenhower, signed a treaty with gray aliens. <laughs> um, and they would allow them to abduct humans off this planet. It's in also national it, it, parks. Yes, in yes, national missing parks. Missing four one one solved. <laughs> it's actually funny to think about if humans go to where they need them to go, and their their age is reversed. Would the aliens actually like green or purple or something, and just they age to gray? In <laughs> <So they laughs> the opposite direction. <laughs> Now we call them the little grays are just shriveled up old aliens. It's like Benjamin Button from yeah. another planet. <laughs> but yeah, was, I mean, there, there was a reason that was it. What is it? Star Force or whatever it is, or what, what was the Space Force? Space Force. Thank Lance, you. get it right. Sorry, there's a reason. Like we we laugh about Space Force. People laughed about Space Force when Trump was bringing it in, so on and so forth. Right? And it sounds crazy. Why are we wasting money on this? What's the reason behind all this? But usually, we're usually, what, 30 or 40 years behind what's actually been going on. We finally begin to get some information about stuff. It makes sense to me that this 20s and back and the project that, or the treaty that Eisenhower signed to allow the Grays to come in, that maybe this Space Force has been around off the books for quite some time. And we just, you know, Trump or kind of brought it to the forefront, but it's really something that's been there. You don't really hear much about it now. Um, it's still technically there. They didn't like write it off the books or anything, or they didn't defund it. It's still being funded. I'm wondering if there's not some correlation to 
maybe this story of them going and spotting this 20 year battle, maybe the 20 with it's over or whatever the case may be. And then now we're starting to say, well, here's your space force. And it's going to help us with, you know, stuff outside the, the realm of what we can see here on earth, but it's really been going on for quite some time, right? Because we have said it, but it was a thousand times on this show where there is a smoke. There's it fire. may just be a smoldering, but there is fire <laughs> um, somewhere. Um, and maybe this can have some, some serious correlation. There's a little more going on out there than just UFOs and people seeing, you know, Chances of your aliens during sleep paralysis or whatever. Maybe there's legitimate. That could very well be too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look at a couple of the guests that we've had. Look at Joel that just came on, you know, last week. Look at Tessa. I mean, both described being taken by some kind of, of entities, whether it was just consciously or physically, you know, neither one could really tell which was which. But both were being taught or led or forced to do certain things for these entities. And then it was like with Tessa, it was whenever her mission was completed, which is kind of the way that I took it. I mean, she had a bomb on her chest for God's sakes and walked into a gigantic stadium and blew the place up. And then it's never happened again with Joel. He was just breaking rules. They told him two rules don't break these. He broke them, and guess what? It hasn't happened anymore. So it's like it's it's weird, man, and it's one of those things that I can't explain it. You have people that will say, you know, for a fact, 100% certain, I went here, I lived this life, I fought in this war, either as a, you know, on the front lines or some form of engineer or all these different things, whatever. I came back when they were done with me and, you know, I was still in my bed or I was still on the sidewalk as a 12 year old kid. You know, nothing, nothing had changed. Nobody had missed me. I was never gone. Like, it's just, I'm with you guys. Is that, is that all a consciousness thing? I mean, because obviously their physical self couldn't have been gone or somebody would have, Unless time is just way different and 20 years in Star Wars world is a half a second here. I don't know, dude. I, I don't I, know. When, when we begin talking about dreams and stuff, I always, I, it always triggers in my mind, or I always think about Christopher Nolan's Inception, mm. right? So, one of my favorite movies of all time, anyways. Um, but just the concept, right, of you getting in a dream. He's going to sleep in that dream. And every time the time, the length just compounds on itself, right? But then you had to wake yourself up in a certain series of ways where things could happen. Um, and, if, you know, of all the consequences of things happening to you while you're in the dreams. So, like, we obviously, no one's the man, right? Obviously, very, very intelligent and can write and tell a story as good as anybody ever has been able to. When you look at, especially Inception, the science behind what they were able to portray on screen, right? And then you think of being able them to spend so much time in these dreams and complete all these missions and do all these crazy things. And you begin to apply some of those things to some of the lucid dream, real life experiences that people have had. We've had Tessa on and Joel talking about it and you all 
we've all experienced probably a lucid dream at some point uh, the same way. You begin to think like there's a lot of things that we subconsciously, our brain can, can do that we still can't control and, and have no idea about. And it's not that far of a stretch to think that maybe there are people, again, in the government, maybe there are an alphabet agency out there that has been able to access a little bit more of those waves in the brains and those wrinkles in our brains than we have been able to. And they can pinpoint those things with certain markers or certain whatever. And then the whole idea of us being able to do things telepathically, for a lack for a better word, um, to actually have real influences on an actual reality of a real physical space or physical world, it's really not that far of a stretch. When you think about this, what again, just taking a small instance there of that movie, how what they were able to do, and then the things that happened because of it, when you apply those things to real life, it begins to make maybe there's a lot more of this going on than we really know. Um, and maybe there's a, a grand plan here of them using us essentially as subjects to do whatever they're bidding or they're sending the <laughs> space force to go fight the, the aliens out there on the out there on the asteroid belt. Who knows? But there's there's I think there's some legitimacy to making those connections is it it would make sense that they're able to people that are or I guess agencies able to do this type of thing. Well those I don't want to say that agency's name because if they can kill JFK I won't be a problem. But I'll say they're central figure to the intelligence of the United States. <laughs> but also, let me go on record saying that I'm pissed off that Space Force wasn't around when I joined the Air Force because I wouldn't have been an airman at all. I'd have been a damn space cadet. <laughs> well, you are a space cadet. You didn't have to join the Space Force for that. No, they just had to make the right kind of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past our government to to do anything like that. And it's kind of the the scary thing about it, because would we even know? I mean, there's a handful of people that have these memories. Yeah. You know? Well, look, MK Ultra, you know, all that stuff's been going on for how long? And MK Ultra has been proven to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and not the the conspiracy theory, but the the mainstream media. So they have been experimenting with lsd with um people they thought had um telekinetic powers all that stuff and i mean nobody really knows what they what they found out yeah yeah well i mean bill clinton apologized for it nationally mm-hmm. <laughs> we're sorry yeah. we we're sorry we did this we're still doing it but we're sorry <laughs> yeah. that we did we we're sorry we started it okay right yeah. Sorry, right. sorry, sorry, we got caught doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they're sorry about. <laughs> Rogan Ever. posted on Instagram today that uh, America, the United States of America, is all out of conspiracy theories since they've all been proven true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody man. always made fun of my tinfoil hat. Listen, I am for sure. The conspiracy theory. It ain't even called conspiracy theory anymore. It's spoiler alertists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But no, it is. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think about this whole, the 20 and backs and, 
you know, ab- just abductions, you know, missing time. And just like we talked with with Joel last week, uh, you know, there's an author, Vicki Joy Anderson. You guys may have heard her on a couple of different podcasts. I know she's been on Blurry Creatures. I know that she's been on uh, Kill the Mockingbirds. I think she actually has her own podcast that I was checking out earlier today. Um, but she wrote a book. They only come out at night. And she's been a, a lifelong sleep paralysis victim. That's what I'll call it because it mm-hmm. sucks. Um, you know, she has a lot of different theories on this stuff. You know, she thinks that in a lot of cases that that's kind of the preliminary events, you know, leading to like abductions or, you know, some of these things. And, and like with her, I I love the way that she said this. And I may say every single episode or every time we're talking about this topic, you see these cases of missing time and, people only notice them when it's during the day and they're supposed to be doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I was supposed to be at work at uh seven o'clock this morning and I showed up three hours late and have no idea what happened. Or I was driving down the road. I was supposed to be, you know, from point A to point B in an hour and a half. And it took me four hours to get there. Like, no, I don't know what happened. But when we go to bed at night, when we close our eyes and go to sleep, that's the only times in our life that we expect to have missing time. So what better time for something to come in and say, Hey, I'm just going to snatch you up for a little while and use you for whatever I need because you're expecting to have missing time anyway. So whether you wake up at three o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning, you're not going to know. I mean, it's, you're going to know where you've been. That's always, that's that's a, that's one of my biggest fears, man, is missing time. Like, it's just such a mind trip to think about. Like, if you if you recognize it, if you recognize that there's hours of your day missing, it, it's just that is a terrifying concept to me. But again, you don't think about that when you go to sleep. Yeah, no, I'm and now I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> <laughs> you never did. <laughs> Too much. Too much caffeine, but that's <laughs> that's a really interesting thought to think that something could infiltrate us as we sleep and use whatever it is, whatever they need us for somewhere else. I've never thought of it like that. It's really kind of disturbing. Tell you what, if like the whole 20 and back is real. Like I would totally sign up for it. You don't even need to take me at night. Just, yeah. just. <laughs> I've been I've been asking for months. I go outside at night and speak to this guy. Like, hey guys, you know, I'll do it. Just come on, visit me. I just want to know if you're real. I talk to this guy all the time. They want him come down here. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> hey, that sweet, nice little backside of yours is going to be used in a pro <laughs> that you're going to wish you hadn't been asking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As long as I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Probing on the briar. No, I mean, what do you, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on this whole consciousness thing. Like a thought just hit me. (laughs) What if it's, it's always just a consciousness thing. You know, what if, because we know, well, I mean, I don't know. I've never done it, but we hear all of these accounts of people being able to astral project. We hear all of these accounts of people being able to remote view. 
you know, we hear these different accounts of people, people being able to separate their conscious self from their physical self and operate here on this plane in, in this realm. So if certain individuals have the capacity to separate their consciousness from their physical, their physicality, what if there's entities or something of advanced technology that know, well, all we got to do is this and this, and we can separate your consciousness from your physical self. But then I was thinking, well, what if all these missing 411 cases, what if these people that actually do just boom, they're gone, something goes wrong with that. Mm. Like what if these entities come in and they're trying to push these certain buttons to separate your consciousness from your physical self and they hit a three instead of a four and all of a sudden you're gone. You're, you're just <laughs> that's it. like, dang oh, it. Right. You got another one. <laughs> or wake up with an extra hand on the side of your head. That'd be weird. <laughs> now I got to feed it and take care of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll stop talking. He can play with the buttons again today. <laughs> We put cross-eyed Steve on the controls. <laughs> oh my gosh! It it's consciousness is such a strange thing. I mean, you think about that story of that guy that like suffered a concussion playing football, and he lived out a whole life, had a wife and kids, and then noticed something wasn't quite right, and came to there on the field, and like mourned the loss of this family that he had just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, who was the guy that something happened to him and he, he came back like super genius, went and got his doctorate wow. and everything. I cannot remember what it was happening to him. Was forgive that a missing four one one case? Give the year. So a baseball. <laughs> <real thing? laughs> he wasn't that a was genius. A... He could throw a ball real hard. He had surgery. He didn't, we know what happened to him, Lance. Uh, no that's the reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> I think that was a missing 411 case. I think that was one of these guys. I can't remember the guy's name, but I know that he woke up in a field hundreds of miles from his home or where, or hundreds of miles from wherever he was, but he was only a few miles from his dad's house, I'm thinking. But he went on to to get like these crazy, all these degrees in psychology and, and all of these different things, wrote books and all of this, different, just trying to understand and figure out what happened to him. And if it was all just a, just a, a lapse in mentality. I'm thinking it was something I've seen on TV now. Cause this guy had like a, he had head trauma, but when, oh. when he come out of it, it was like, he could do math. He never heard of before. And he could speak other languages that he'd never spoken before. And it was crazy. Like rain, man. Yes. Without the, you know, the quirks. <laughs> well, I think there was one guy who got, who went, who disappeared up by Lake Michigan. And then yeah. like months later, he was found in like Massachusetts or something. Oh, that's right. I think, I think it was Boston, like somewhere near was Boston. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's right. I think but, that's the same one I'm thinking about. 
but he had maps to, yeah. to like galaxies or something that he had never, he didn't know how he got them. And they, um, no one knew what they were or where they were for. And so he devoted his life to trying to figure out what happened to him. Well, I missed that detail. <laughs> wow, the, worst, the worst part of it was, was calling his car keys khakis from there on out. <laughs> The, a guy named Steve Kubaki, K U B A C K I. Um, yeah, he was a he was in at Hope College in Holland, uh, Michigan, and went missing in uh, February of 1978. Um, and 15 months later, he he woke up, I guess, in uh, May of 79, um, laying on some grass and. Pittsfield, Massachusetts. He had he had no memory of his his last fifteen months. He was wearing clothes he didn't recognize and was carrying a bag full of unknown maps. Oh, I do remember the bag detail. I just didn't know it was full of maps. Yeah, yeah, like unknown. Like nobody knows what they were or where they were from or where they were to. Wow, that's awesome. That's your missing treasure map, guys. I was just getting ready to say that. (laughs) He was part of the 20 and back. I was just getting ready to say, I bet the map to our treasure is in that. Well, (laughs) not the bag anymore, probably, but wherever these are. I've got to find this guy. Where you at, Kubaki? (laughs) That's a pretty interesting, pretty interesting story for you guys that that strange thing on that rock. I mean, have you, have you found anything out about that? Is any leads in regards to what that could be? We have so many different theories and so many different things that it could be. It, it, could it be Spanish? Could it be Nordic? Could it be uh native American, Shawnee, Cherokee? It's like the um, more answers we get, the more questions we find or talk about it's It's well, yeah. yeah. It's like the deeper that we dive, it's like the more we try to find out, the more we keep getting more questions than answers. Like it's, it's crazy. It's just like a never ending, you know, and we've sent pictures of this stuff out to, you know, really top of the, their field experts and nobody really knows. I mean, of course, obviously people have opinions, you know, we've heard from, probably a dozen different geologists and they all have differing opinions on, you know, what this is or what it could be. And, and, but I mean, as far as just, we don't know, we have no idea who put it there, how it got there, how long it's been there. We just know it's freaking weird and it doesn't look like it belongs where it's at. And we're hoping that it's a totally separate mystery than our treasure mystery because it's awesome to have two different mysteries. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> have you um looked into dating the lichen on that? Uh is that something uh we I looked into for the uh looking into the American Southwest dating uh they date lichen how fast it can grow. There's a certain like growth rate of the lichen. Um people can usually get within a few hundred years. No, um, but that's a really interesting yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know how it grows out there, um, but I did notice there was some lichen on the rock. If you could figure out a growth rate, because that would have that would have died at the time that it was carved. 
it would have been it would have killed it and then it, i guess it's really really sensitive so if anybody moves it or touches it it'll kill it and so then it has to be there since the last time the rock was used that makes sense cuz like bob the giant mushroom up in the northwest they oh, did some okay. drilling up there and interrupted the mycelium underground and it killed like a quarter of the forest yeah. so <laughs> That's how they figured out how big Bob was. But um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting thought. That may be something we need to look into doing. I didn't think about that, but I, I actually no. thought to look up what type it is called salt and pepper or something like that. It, the way they call it, uh, whatever it is. It's like a rock mushroom. No. No. Uh, hmm. But hmm. yeah, that's, I didn't think about that. But I mean, it, if they use this rock though for hundreds of years and was like sacrificing people on it, <laughs> we'll just go we'll just go to the last sacrifice. That's when we'll be dated back to. <laughs> or uh could there be any DNA remnants within the mycelium of that? Oh yeah, that's true. They would have fed that's on a, that. That's a good thought too. Man, speaking, material. speaking of being in the woods, and I'm not trying to totally well, I mean that's what we we're do. always in even, the woods. We I'm not in a, the woods. I'm not apologizing for it. But I was listening to these boys' episode on staircases in the woods today. <laughs> okay, number one, that it was blowing my mind. All right, because being where we are, I mean, you see a staircase in the woods, you're just like, well, that's an old homestead. I don't care how far back in the mountain you are, how far back you think somebody was there. At some point, I guarantee it. But I was just thinking about that, like as I was driving, and I've never paid any attention to this. But when I started up the ridge where I live, I look over on the side of the road, and there's this old stone staircase <laughs> sitting about 50 yards off of the road, just completely surrounded by woods, no house around it, just an old concrete foundation, and this stone staircase just leading up. And I was like, I'm going. I'm going to climb it. I'm just going to see what happens. We're going to record it. tonight. <laughs> I totally would. Would you, Lowell, would you climb a random staircase in the woods? If it was, if it's like pristine looking with clean carpet on it and like doesn't look like it's been there, probably not. <laughs> that's, that's a little too much for me. But somebody put this here. This, this is a setup. It's a straight setup. See, before you guys this. said anything like that, I'd be like, oh, thank God. I was tired of walking up this hillside. I was using stairs. Like, so you much better. You know you're in trouble when you find the elevators in the <laughs> Well, that yeah, leads whole, you to the dumps. That's that's yeah, that's right. It only has descending floors. <laughs> Lance, what about you? Would you climb a, a staircase that you just found in the woods? I think so, yes. What I don't I, do, I haven't listened to that episode. So I know that's why I want your take on it right now. Yeah, what, I think what, so. If you just okay, let me let me ask this. If you were out in the middle of nowhere, okay, okay, okay. and you were pretty sure that there's been no homestead. You know, no people that have lived in this area for a really long time. There's okay. no foundational structures. And all of a sudden you see this 
<laughs> this metal spiral staircase that looks like out of an old Victorian house. Okay. Now this is, all right, I was thinking like st- old st- stone stairs or old concrete stairs that would just lay in the woods that led up to something. You're talking like a metal spiral staircase that you'd see going down like on a submarine or something. Yeah, sure. What, I mean, climb, whatever, just, just climb to the top of it, like a, like a top of a slide or whatever. Whatever staircase that you picture in your brain. I, 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 just threw out, I just threw out an example. Yeah. You picture a staircase in your brain. So in my brain, when you were going through this, I was picturing like an old stone staircase that had like three or four steps to it that was really wide. Walked up to like this platform of an old foundation of a house. Okay. Well, so that, I was picturing be, in my mind before. And yes, fine. I would walk up there and be, if, even if I, if even it was in the middle of the woods, I knew, didn't think he knew he was around. Yes, I would walk up to see what was at the top of it. Yes. But what would you think? What would you think that represented? Would you have any opinions on it or would you just think, Hmm. This is an old staircase in the middle of the woods. I I'm know this is a go totally check loaded question. I know <laughs> that he is. Um, that's all he asks. What I what would I think of? I would say this is really weird. There's a staircase here. Why is there a staircase here? Let's go see what I can find out. Maybe I can figure out why the staircase is here. Because this is really interesting. Because it shouldn't be here. So yes, I would probably climb to the top of it. And try to look around, see the vantage point of it, see what I could see from the top of the staircase, and see if I could figure out why it was there. And then you get to the top, and okay. a portal opens up and closes and chops you in half, bro. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> or there's a slide through the portal. You have to go through the portal to use the slide. And at the end of the slide, you come back out the portal. Listen, boys, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm, I would love to go through a portal. <laughs> yeah. 100, like I'm not, not being like silly at all. Like if there was a portal that opened up in front of me, you better believe I'm going through it. At least stick your head in. Yes. Or we trip Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The reason, the reason that I asked this is because these guys, I, I absolutely loved their take. On this whole thing. First off, there are a lot of stories out there that I had no idea about that these boys brought to my attention that people find just these weird and some of them pristine staircases in the middle of nowhere all over the world. Not just like, you know, here in weird Appalachia or up in, you know, Dutch country, Pennsylvania or down in uh, Tennessee, but all over the world. So. These guys brought that to my attention, but what they were explaining and their take on what this could represent and kind of their thoughts on that, I'll actually want to hear them do it because I, I want yeah, to hear. So first from of all, them. tell us what episode that was so that the listener, if you can think of it, if you can't, no big deal. <laughs> so the uh, listeners can go back and check it out. And then you're going to give so. us at least a synopsis of it because I am interested now. All right. That's Lowell's part. I think it's episode four. Let's say it's, I think it's, it's called pretty early. It on. was a wild card. We do this thing called wild cards where Lowell beforehand Lowell will tell me what, what he's been researching so I can kind of get up to speed on it. But in wild cards, we don't tell each other what we're researching. So we just catch him, catch him off guard and get like the full honest take on it. Um, 
And so it was kind of the idea, well, why don't we let, let the listener have that too? They, they don't know what they're walking into with it. But so, yeah, I would say episode four, wild card number one. Five. Number five. It's episode five. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at you go, man. <laughs> yeah, and literally don't know what you're walking into when you go up those stairs. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right, so now give us the synopsis. You don't have to go into as much detail if you don't want to. And if you want to, it's fine. Oh, um, but because I'm, I'm intrigued. This is no. This is a whole brand new thing to me. Okay, so it was. I don't know how long ago I had heard about it. And then a lot of people had kind of debunked it, you know, Oh, this is just uh, creepy pasta. So it's like, okay. Um, I never looked into it until we started doing this podcast. So I, I just started looking into it and I found a lot of stories that even dated back to when it showed up in the cre- creepy pasta world. Um, and then even some after that, but they're basically people who, are out way out in the woods um, in places where there's no, no type of civilization, even type of other people, even, even just anybody there in general. Um, And they come across staircases that are like absolutely pristine. You know, some of them are marble. Some of them are carpeted. Sometimes they're spiral staircases and they just, it looks like it was literally cut out of a modern house and placed in the woods. Let me ask you a question before you go on. Are there pictures of these? There's there's actually a few pictures I found. Um, right. So nothing as grand as, you know, a giant marble staircase in the woods that people, you know, claim. But there are a few different pictures. Um, and some of the interesting ones we're talking about time slips or or missing time earlier and a man in the philippines was out searching for a missing person he was part of uh the the army there in the philippines and he had found two staircases out in the woods and a stray dog had come out and chased him up one of the staircases um the dog wouldn't go up but he he stayed up on the staircase for a few minutes until the dog ran off and when he came back down um and went back to his supervisor or went back to the army base, they're like, yeah, you've been missing for five years. <laughs> so. Whoa, what? Yeah. Uh, so that was manifest, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Five well, years. So needless to say, he got fired. <laughs> yeah. For being late on the job. <laughs> Like, I do not believe that story. You were five years late. We buried you. <laughs> <laughs> that's holy crap. Well, that's all. That's that's so crazy. But what I really, really loved about it was these guys take on what these things could represent in talking about dimensions. And 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 planes from a 2D plane to a 3D plane to a 4D plane to you know whatever. The way they explained that really, really had the gears turning in my brain. I was like, holy crap. So I'll let you guys talk a little bit about it if you even remember. If you're like us, sometimes we just forget what the what the heck we were talking about. 
I, I think I think I still have the basic idea. It was kind of something that came out of left field for me. But I started thinking, what are staircases? Um, and they're kind of a a liminal area in between two levels um, of the building or or whatever, just a liminal zone there. So, and they represent either going up or going down. Um, not just, not just on a flat plane, but actually leaving one plane and moving to another vertically. So I speculated that what happens if we come across a portal in the woods and our brain struggles to make sense of what we're seeing and it's 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 a opening to a higher dimension and our our brain can't comprehend so it interprets the input from our eyes as a staircase up to that higher dimension um and it may just be a staircase that that we know about or just one one we've seen at some point in our life but our brain is telling us you're this is this is what I can tell you that I know that this is it was something I had just speculated about. I mean, it's a really fun theory, but I don't know if it's true or not. So they're uh, projecting what we're familiar with. Let me get closer. <laughs> they're projecting what we would be familiar with. Either that, either that or your brain is trying to make sense of something it's never seen. And the only way it can make sense of it is like a staircase. Yeah. And that's kind of, we speculate why, why can two people that see the same UFO? I mean, Keel talked about it. Two people in the same car see the same thing, but they both describe something completely different. It's almost like their brain was making sense of something that it had never recognized before to two different people. Adam? Sorry if I cut you off, Lance. No, you didn't. No, you, you, no, it's fine. So I was, we do a thing. I teach high school kids. You guys know that. But so I do a thing with them every year in which I give them, I, don't, I wouldn't call them optical illusions, but give them things in which their brain just kind of covers for them. And then, Explain to them. So here's an example of one. I showed them a video on YouTube of these two teams, a white team and a black team. They're passing a basketball. They're moving around on the screen. It's like a minute and a half, two-minute video. And you're supposed to count how many times the ball is passed um, and you between two teams. So you're trying to keep up with two things going, all this stuff going on, but you're trying to watch two different basketballs and keep up with it. So the kids, they're all like, they're all in. They're watching it and they're counting it. What gets done, I stop it and I let them try to they argue, right? About how many never nobody ever agrees, right? It's always everybody saw 15 passes or 17 passes, and there's always this huge argument. So I let them go for a little bit. And then I stop it. And then I well, I, all right. So this here's the rest of the video. So I hit the space bar on my computer and it says there were X number of passes, whatever it was. And there's usually an audible cheer by the few that have got it right. And then it pops up and says, but did you see the dancing bear? Okay. So then it rewinds the whole video. 
in the, in the midst of all this on, because this crazy looking guy dressed up in a crazy looking bear outfit, and he's moonwalking and dancing all the way through the video. And the kids never notice it the first time. They never see it at all. But then once you show them and say, hey, it's there, then as soon as it pops into the screen, they're like, how did we miss it? How do we have, how do we, how do, how do we not see that? Cause it's got the purple one. Like it's totally, it stands out. Like it totally stands out oh, there. Wow. How do we not see, how do we not see that? Right. And our, so our brain just kind of, it just covers for things, right? It just makes up for stuff that it can't, we haven't experienced before. Right. But, but it will give us very calming, uh, reasonable explanations in our own psyche about how we can then describe to, whatever it is. So the kids are determined that they saw 16 passes or 15 passes. Like, and they'll be pretty heated about it while we're talking about it. But then when they come to the real, but when they come to realize that there was a whole other thing going on that they weren't looking for, their brain didn't process because they didn't know it was there. Um, I think it's really, it's, it's crazy what the capacity that our brain has to just, perceive things in what we know and what we understand to make us feel okay about situations that maybe we probably shouldn't be okay about. Which sounds very similar to these eerie staircases in the woods. Yeah, that, that sums it up. That's, that's, I mean, we're by no means probably right, but (laughs) absolutely, (laughs) we, we like to speculate quite a bit. I mean, that's all this stuff is anymore is speculation. No one's, no one's professional at it. Um, The important um, thing is, Harrison, you can't be proven wrong. That's You may they, nah. That's that's what we're they would have to time. witness it to prove you wrong, and by witnessing it, you're proving right. Uh, so touche, touche. Yeah, yeah. That's something we say on here all the time. Well, you can't prove us wrong. I mean, I think the one, the weirdest part in that story to me is he was in the military. He's bound to be packing a weapon, and he got chased by a stray dog. Just shoot that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also kind of crazy too that he walked back in the camp. Obviously looked the same to him. Yeah. I mean, that's it didn't go the the story I found didn't go to into too much detail. Just that when he got back to his his place of duty or something, um, they found that he was he was gone for five years. So so I'm, interesting. It would be not, it would be worth a deep dive into to see if like he noticed things as he was making his way back. Like, hey, this is my name, and you know, there's security at the front of the gates or whatever military installation. I don't know how it is in the Philippines, but I would assume they don't just let everybody walk around willy nilly. But you know, they'd have to be like, "You're who?" (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of it kind of puts you in mind of some of these, some of these cases that you hear of these people that, you know, they do follow a, a, a sound or a light or, you know, something of the sort in the forest and, you know, they're, they're gone or they're, they're so confused and discombobulated. They can't find their way back onto the trail. And then all of a sudden they start seeing these shadowy figures in the woods around them, or they see or, or can hear 
and see people looking for them and, and hollering and doing all this different stuff, but they can't communicate back with, you know, like it's, it's the same kind of, it's along the same kind of lines. Now, I don't know any of these stories that the person has been gone for five years, but like some of these, especially small kids, that's the ones that blow my mind. Like you have some of these small kids telling these stories that, you know, they were, or when they're found, like their clothes are dry. They look like they've been well-fed. And sometimes we're talking gone for like four and five days in severe cold, like sometimes severe weather. And these kids are talking about, well, you know, I stood up here on this point and I could see you all hollering or, and screaming for me, but, you know, I, I couldn't, you couldn't hear me. You couldn't see me. Or sometimes even crazier is when they're like, well, this big bear took me in and took care of me. Or this big dog took me in and took care of me. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. What What do you mean? A big bear came and took care of you and fed you. And like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's, the world is way crazier than, than what I think maybe even I give it credit. It's <laughs> yeah. Hey, Justin, uh, Don, yeah. Don. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because this was blowing my mind today. Okay. So, y'all going to tell we've been doing our homework. (laughs) All right. So, y'all's first episode, very first episode, initial episode, you start talking about a cryptid that the the Alba Twitch, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I was listening to you guys talk about this Alba Twitch. And then you start describing it. And you start describing it as this sort of devil monkey kind of weird, short, little creature that uh, was was pretty much just like a prankster, you know, just kind of, you know, would come up on these picnickers and steal their apples and I think you guys related them to the Fae at one point. You related them all the way back to Nephilim at one point. You were y'all look, y'all done a lot with this one little cryptid that I've never heard of. But more interesting for me and Hillfolk, go check that out as well. I mean, look, these guys are pretty new in the field, so they don't have a whole I think they're like 18 or 19 episodes in. So you can binge these in two or three days' time. All right. Go show them some love. Because you're not going to be disappointed. I promise. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to here, sometimes I, I ramble. Like, I know y'all don't know that. Like right now. <laughs> so my, my wife's uncle, okay, he was a character, number one. And that's putting it mildly. He passed away a couple years ago. But uh, he was always just that, you know, everybody's got that one family member, that one uncle. That he shows up and you're like, oh, good God, you know, somebody's going to be fighting or something's going to, something's going to be said. This is not going to end good. Like he was that uncle, but I loved him. I loved hearing, he would call me every few, cause he was, he was a, again, he was a character. So he would call me every couple months and treat it like a confessional. Like he would just tell me all the bad stuff that he's done over the last couple months and you know, expect me to kind of jump on to him and, and be like, hey, man, you got to get your head right. And then he'd be good to go for the next little while. Anyway, he passed away. But 
he was telling me, and this was years ago, my son, who is 16 years old, he was, shoot, probably three or four years old at the time. But him and one of his friends <laughs> were fishing down on a, a, a river, you know, that runs through our town. They were fishing there late one night. And I'm sure they were probably into a whole lot of things they probably shouldn't have been into. So obviously when he's telling me the story, especially back then, I was like, this dude is so full of crap. Like he was a big time storyteller anyway. So he's telling the story. I'm laughing at him. I'm picking at him. I'm making all kinds of fun of him. We go on about our business, but every now and then me and Connor will bring it up and talk about it. But here's what he described. He said him and his friend were sitting on the riverbank. They were catfishing. And they started noticing something bouncing around the trees across the river from them, bouncing like treetop to treetop. Well, they started looking because at first, you know, they thought, okay, well, this is squirrels or some birds, you know, that are just kind of moving around. It's just messing with us. Well, they start seeing eyes, you know, like either eye shine or, or a glow of an eye that's kind of looking back at them and it's still moving treetop to treetop. So they start getting freaked out a little bit because they also hear it start making this, this sound, this kind of a, a scream. So they start packing up all their gear. They're getting ready to head out of there, go to their truck, head out. And he says, this thing flies across the river, not just jump, swim, flies across the river. And he described it as looking like the, the body of a bat or the body of a monkey, even with the tail, a long tail, having a face that was more human-like, but having these giant bat wings. And I even asked him, I was like, are we talking like flying monkeys on Wizard of Oz? And he said, no, dude, way scarier, way more evil looking. So this thing <laughs> comes across the river, chases them, according to him, scratches him. And now that he mentioned it was three scratches. Busts out the truck window on the passenger side. And he did show me the truck window and it was busted out. But again, we're talking about a, a character. It could have been somebody's husband. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So, or it could have been him trying, just trying to roll the window his keys down. up or something. I mean, yeah, you never know. So here's the thing. He calls this thing. I said, well, well, what was it? Have you ever seen anything? He said, nope, I've never looked it up. Never seen anything like it. Never seen it on a TV show, but I know what it was called. I said, how do you know what it was called? He said, I don't know. It just popped in my head that this is what its name was. I said, wait, what? He said, yeah, it just, I don't know if it told me or if whatever, but I know what its name was, what it's called. I said, okay, well, what was it? He said, it's an Abaguchi. <laughs> and when, when I heard Alba Twitch, I was like, that is super close to Abaguchi. Like it's, it's the first couple syllables, especially is it's super close. Wonder, wow. I wonder how that would be spelled. 
I have no idea. <laughs> I imagine the group ABBA and then Gucci. A-B-B-A-G-O-O-C. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never looked it up. I'm doing it right now. Also, you guys talk. Harder than the Hoochie Coochie, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just it was harder than the Hoochie Coochie. That would wow. be terrifying. Can you imagine that? Oh, oh my oh, God. Man. No. Oh my god! But you know, like like I said, when he was but telling Ryan, me, didn't you have something happen to you in Riverbank down there? That was you were oh, I did hear those noises, but we were down there camping. This was daylight. I mean, it was evening time. We had been swimming in the river, and then we went back down there, and I was like, "Well, we'll try our hand at fishing up in the shallow holes, you know, where nobody's swimming." And I'm Ooh, sitting there, and then I can hear this stuff like up in the woods and it wasn't I don't know what it was it was just the noises it was making I was like that's crazy I need Justin Justin was up on the hill I was like I need Justin to get down here now <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bigfoot's getting ready to start throwing rocks <laughs> but yeah that would have been probably the same area huh because that's the splash dam area that's sort of, that's the chug holes where everybody goes catfish. Listen, boys, a couple of these pictures of the Abigucci that I'm finding online. Holy cow. I actually awesome. found it too. I've never looked this up. It looks I've never awful. looked. It looks eerily similar to, to what your, I just described. Yeah, is that what you described? Yes, but a little bit similar to that. Was it out? What's, what's the one there in Lancaster? Where uh, Alba Twitch. The Alba Twitch. I mean, not identical, obviously, but there is some. Some legitimate similarities there. Oh, that's downright disturbing. Wow, that's and really interesting. Abaguchi can be spelled like Ryan said, or A B A G U C H I E. If you boys are yes, can look it up and just Don Phonics works for me. Picture of it <laughs> and see what we're talking about here. It's it's crazy. I honestly not once have I ever looked this up. And when I started spelling it and Google said Abaguchi animal, I was like, oh. I was listening and then the first thing I went to was cryptids.fandom.com. And there it is. And it's a weird looking critter. It yeah, says but- the story is in 1999 in an ill-considered move. The West Virginia Division of Natural Resources introduced 13 baby Abaguchis from Costa Rica into West Virginia in order to keep down the population of overpopulated predators such as coyotes and rattlesnakes. But soon, as reported by Jim Wilson of the Webster Echo in February 2001, the Abaguchi itself multiplied out of control and began attacking livestock. Soon after Wilson's article appeared, sightings of Abaguchis began occurring throughout the region. Some farmers began carrying shotguns in order to protect their livestock. Concerned parents walked their kids to the school bus to make sure they were safe. And one man reported that he had accidentally run over an Abaguchi. Although this creature is mostly a hoax, there's some truth to it. And it goes on to talk about like different truthful descriptions. And have you, did you find the image? By DeviantArt.com. Has the legs of a deer, the arms of a raccoon, the wings of an owl. Holy Mm -hmm. crap. A fox's face. 
an owl, a fox, and a deer. <laughs> this is this is a six legged crit. Well, I guess arms and four legs. Oh, they That's only so make cool. once every six and a half years. Well, no wonder they're so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I tell you what, Don Don might have been for more of a surprise than he thought. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to mate. That'll make an ugly baby. <laughs> no, that's just crazy, man. Like, I never, I never, and I look now, could Don Don have looked this up or, or seen it somewhere and said, hey, I want to tell a story about this? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. But I don't, any, anybody that knows Don Don and Lance knows him. He's not much of a researcher. He, some days he could barely remember his own name. That's why he had we had to call him Don Don, so he could just repeat it <laughs> twice. I don't feel like he would remember Abaguchi. That's true. That is that is kind of an odd name. I mean, just like Alba Twitch, but they all I I'd have to look into what the name means because Alba Twitch meant like. Do you remember what that meant? Lowell was like um. um like a quick, spirit. quick, quick yeah. spirit or fast yeah. spirit. So I'm wondering if it's from Costa Rica, what that, what Abaguchi would end up, what the name would end up meaning. Hang on. Um, let's see. What? Yeah, so the I mean, picture I found, that, I, I mean, sent it to you think? guys on Instagram too, okay. Harrison. Wow, thank you. That's it's nuts, dude. That is crazy looking. <laughs> I can't find a, as soon as I seen I the wings of an owl, I was like, of course it has those. Well, we're also <laughs> being plagued by owls, guys. Yeah, I remember hearing oh. you guys talk about that. Yeah, well, here of it course is. it has it's- owl wings. Here it is. It just says it's an urban legend, so don't even worry about that. Oh, well, if it says on the internet. Definitely true. Definitely true. That's not a government. I don't know. I just thought thought it was really, really crazy. I just thought it was a really crazy, you know, semi-synchronicity that, you know, the first thing, which, and I would, I'd listen to a couple of y'all's episodes, but I didn't start with the original, you know, the first episode. I'd listen to (laughs) <laughs> no, it was it was good. Y'all were good from the get go. Unlike yeah. us, we were freaking terrible. Our first episode is trash. Please don't listen to it. I may like, have oh, our on. name's AI. We're gonna go talk. Plus, we didn't have producer Lance. <laughs> you thought it was so, bad before, boys. You thought it was bad before. I, mean, I don't know. I all the show's was... name is AI. We might as well talk about AI and how it'll take over. Except. We don't know shit about AI, so <laughs> it's just two rednecks in there going, yep, think it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I would go back and delete it completely if it wasn't our introduction, you know, and into yeah. why we're doing what we're doing and all. Speaking of that, God, we were so excited for this conversation to start. We didn't even ask these guys. What got y'all involved with the weird? You know, what got you, what, what kind of pushed you that direction? Go ahead, Lowell. Oh, well, we, we 
always kind of we always talked about it growing up um even well if you listen to our our christmas episode even our parents had some experiences and they never told us oh bigfoot's not real oh whatever's not real they always said well what do you think it is it could be you know go look it up so we we always talked about it and then as we got older and older i mean we both had some what minor experiences i had that one that one big one and some minor ones yeah yeah we we would talk about it at like every family get together like across the, the 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 Thanksgiving table, we're talking about Dogman or UFOs, and to the um, point where we were asked to leave the room. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd be off in our own little corner discussing it while the rest of the family enjoyed. Um, but then Harrison is like, "Hey, we should do a podcast." He kind of he hounded me for what months. Mm-hmm. about doing it and it's because my wife was hounding me because we would spend hours on the phone every <laughs> week talking about this stuff and she's like why don't you guys just start a podcast and do something with it so in order to get my wife off my back <laughs> i had to hop on levels <laughs> well look i i think it's it's awesome and it's usually like we talked to Stephen kyle hall's guy i mean it's the same thing Kyle's wife was like, "Hey, you boys just need to start a podcast." It's always the women that are pushing us in. We don't, we don't ever get anything done unless there's a woman behind us pushing and saying, "Hey, go do this. It's okay. It's all right." But yeah, so you know, we're thankful for y'all's wives too. I mean, we're just thankful for everybody's wives pushing a little bit and and then allowing us the the freedom to be able to sit here and and isolate ourselves for a couple hours well we're thankful for you guys i mean really thank you for having us on like we both love your show and hollow sky love them and you know the bump but um there's something about you guys just the way you guys talk to each other and the stuff you talked about really resonated with us that you know we we binge you guys so sweet we're like fanboys right now (laughs) (laughs) hey listen you guys are great man honestly i was listening to y'all on spotify today i was like man these guys got it right off the bat well thank you we love having y'all on here i told justin too i was like how crazy is it all these different things like we're having the silver peeled podcast on what's the treasure we're looking for is silver it's like so all these different things, I don't know. Everything's weird. Nothing's real and everything's real. Right. <laughs> it's, are we just force. are we just a a two D image reflected off of a black hole? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Go ahead and tell them a little bit about where they can find you. Anything that you guys want to push, throw it out there. Let the hill folk hear it. Get them excited. And hopefully they flock to you. I'm sure they will. But now's your now's your opportunity to self promote. Well, we're Silver Pill Podcast. You can find us on I think a lot of podcatchers. <laughs> I know Spotify and iTunes for sure. Uh, we do have an Instagram. That's all we really have besides an email account. We're not really active on social media. I try to keep up on Instagram, but uh, 
I'm not a big social media fan, so I do what I can. Yeah, it's that word meta that throws me off. (laughs) Gosh, I don't like that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Zuckerberg, he is an extraterrestrial. I'm pretty sure he is. And I love Elon Musk, but I'm pretty sure he is, too. He's also an extraterrestrial. <laughs> I've been saying Elon Musk is an alien from day one. <laughs> Elon's going to kill us all. He's not meaning to, but he's He doesn't mean, I think he means very well. He, really is a new, he is a new Marvel villain. How they are always like, oh, we're trying to help save humanity. But in, in the meantime, we're going to kill everybody. Yeah. That's Elon. He's basically Ultron. Basically. Or Thanos. Yeah. It's, that's Elon. Hmm. And he ain't putting a chip in my brain. Elon, listen to me right now. I know you're listening. You are not putting a chip in my brain. If we find that silver, I'm getting the chip. <laughs> <laughs> I want brain internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He'll vote. You got, well, it's 11 11. So it's definitely there time to close go. this down. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Look, I ain't gonna lie. I've been watching it for like three minutes, and I actually <laughs> said what I said right there just so it would get to eleven eleven. So that wasn't a synchronicity. That well, was that's I totally played that out. I hoaxed that one. Okay, <laughs> but make sure you guys go check out Harrison and Lowell on the Silver Peel podcast. You will not be disappointed. These guys do a fantastic job of researching the topics that, that they're diving into. They're having great guests on there. It's great conversations with the guests that they're having. Uh, they've already had some big names like L.A. Marzulli and Dark Waters on there. I know if you guys are listening to this show, you've heard of those guys and you're listening to some of their stuff. So go check out those conversations and show them some love. Go on there. Before, I will always share this one because Tony does a crazy solid when he put it out there for us. Before you ever even listen to them, don't leave a five-star rating and review because they're putting in a massive amount of work to put out free content to cater to your ear holes. So the least you could do is go on there, leave a five-star rating rating and review, and then hit play. And then if you don't like it, you just move along, and that's it. The worst thing that happened was you left what is in your mind a dishonest five-star review. There could be worse things. Yeah. You won't because these guys are awesome. So just exactly. go ahead and do it. I'm telling you right here from the get go. Go and ahead and do it. It's always free to be nice. It doesn't cost Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do that. Check them out. Go show them some love. Send them some cool stories. Um, just join their community. Just like you're part of our community. We'll just we'll keep building this one big giant community. It was a pleasure having you boys on. Heal folk. Remember, go check out our Patreon if you feel led to do that. Lots of cool stuff on there. More cool stuff coming. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Share the show. More importantly than anything, share the show however you want to share it. And, uh, Just show love. Be kind. Be compassionate. The world needs more of that. We love y'all. I love all you boys. 
including the Blout Bros. <laughs> Thanks for having us on, guys. We really, really enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. Hey, absolutely, Abs- man. It was a lot of fun. Appaloochie. That's that's our, that's my new absolutely. <laughs> Appaloochie. <laughs> All right, you folk. Until next time. Love you and mean it. <laughs> we'll see y'all later. Thank you.